you go to the doctor to take care of your body, do you know there is more to your well-being than your physical body? How do you keep your soul and spirit healthy and hearty? Do you know that your overall health is finding the balance between your spirit, mind, and body? Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel brings life to all your compartments and makes you find the balance between the multidimensional components that you are made of. Your aura, your desire, your emotions, and your physical body comes to power and enlightenment in Spirit, Soul, and Doctor Show. Take care of yourself. Increase your vibration. Invigorate your body naturally. Find your balance. Be your best at all times. Now, Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spirit, Soul, and Doctor. Uh, we're glad to have you all listening this uh, this very day to our very third episode. And this is an exciting episode because we are going to really be learning a lot about various different things, uh, building block on what we discussed on the first episode and of course the second episode, we're going to uh, continue to learn, continue to explore and uh, put your seatbelt on and definitely the plane is ready to uh, take off here today. And I have with me in the studio a very wonderful friend, a partner, uh, just a man of excellence. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. And you know, the, the, the encounter we had last week, Mr. Patrick, and I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself you know, I was just thinking after that encounter, and I said, you know what? We could have two or three episodes based on the experience and the discussions that we had, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just phenomenal. I think the world must hear this, you know. So, yeah, Mr. Patrick is here with us in the studio, and I'll allow him to introduce himself because the, the song is best sung by the composer, right, or by the singer. So I'll let you introduce yourself, tell us about what you do, what your passion is and what your what your inspiration is and what's 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 what is it that you have to uh to to provide to the universe or to our audience here today you bring up a lot of different things when you ask <laughs> what it is to provide the core the core that is all of us is love and that is what's healing my main thing in life is healing um sometimes i've moved away from the element of love and moved into mechanical aspects and this and that and the other. But without that, without the care, without that, and, and love could be neutral. It can be using just good ideas and just be there for somebody. Uh -huh. It can be listening, but uh, it can be warm love. It can be, um, I need to do, do some surgery on you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, it is us. That's what we are when we're born. If you think about a baby, yeah. um, when they come out of the womb, if you see one when they're first born, yeah. and if you ask anybody in the audience, what do they experience? Yeah. And probably, I think over 10,000 people have already been asked this question. And it's always, uh, let's ask you the question, what do you see when, when in the eyes of a baby? I see innocence. I see, innocence? I see purity. purity. I see angelic nature. I see all possibility. That's what I see in the eye of a baby. <laughs> and, and I never saw a baby any different. I don't think anybody ever has. And so there, there's just a whole list that goes on. It's all beautiful. And then, for whatever, I think the programming sets in. And we can call it that. We can call it programming. We can call it belief systems. But 
due to what happens to that all of us all that little child or any one of us um we either get a lot of love and then we can pass it on or we get traumatized and abused uh, because the person before us got traumatized and abused it's taking care of us they can't do any better and they're injured and they injure us and maybe we pass it on unless we heal it yep so that's the main thing is to heal those jams those abuses those hurts that tend to go on the other thing that happens is whatever happens gets recorded into the unconscious mind and it gets played out in a reality for that individual person meaning that okay can i use that example i gave you the other day absolutely go okay ahead. yes let's say because i love to help people and and because that puts you into great feeling while you're you're in that state of, of assisting someone. Uh -huh. So I just do it anywhere, anytime I can. And I try to make people happy and say hello everywhere and yep. tell them what's good about them when I see them. Yep. And I met this beautiful lady in the street coming from the post office in our neighborhood and taught her some ergonomic posturing and uh -huh. she felt better. And then, then she told me she had a few other problems and I had extra furniture that was ergonomic. I thought I'd give it to her and do this. And, and it was great friendship to begin with. Uh -huh. And then I gave her, I needed some things tested for business, and I gave her maybe $600 worth of um, healing things, and her report back was it made my stomach swell, and it has never gone down. <laughs> everything kept going wrong, everything, no matter what I did. And she told me a story. She had been also locked up when she was a child mm -hmm. in the basement, but she never told me the rest, and I know the rest without ever asking or ever saying it, uh -huh. the story was is that every male she'd ever encountered with every job she'd ever had, uh -huh. the male was too attracted to her. Uh -huh. The wife would be upset, and then it would really interfere with her work and her life and all that wrong energy between her and this male. So that's what's a pattern. That pattern's in her. It's not her fault. But it's her belief system now, too. It not only is drawn to her time after time after time because it is patterned into her unconscious, and, and she also sees everything that way. So the, how did she see me when I'm trying to help her? As one of those males. Yeah. So yeah. even though she really liked me, all of a sudden, oh, no, yeah. he's after me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was like between my wife and I, yeah. we knew what the problem was. Um, my wife had that problem herself of over-attraction for many males and women being upset with her even though she never did anything whatsoever yep. just because of her beauty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Absolutely. So it's like here you are being a good guy and what you really represent to this person is yep. a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, no, that, that, is, that is really, really very true. You know, and again... It is almost like you're here during our first episode. We lay the foundation about mm -hmm. you know, um, in this world we are born with that field of potentiality, all yeah, potentiality, all love, that angelic nature, and we grow up, we get contaminated right by various different things, the environment, the society, the, the things that we take in, kind of bring us to a position where we are full of trauma. We are full of what you would call baggage, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of baggage, you know, get us contaminated. And that is what depreciates. It's almost like uh, there is a depreciation in that 
pure nature, that pure love nature that we have at birth, as we get contaminated, as we add more baggage to who we are, into our soul. Um, and, and, I, and I think that is the work of growth, maturity, empowerment, enlightenment, and, and, and expansion as a human being. You know, it's the ability to be able to, you know, revive ourselves and bring ourselves back into that pure love. You know, the who, older we we grow. who we really are. Who we really are. Pure love. Who we really are. And, and you know, this that is the title of, of of this show. This show is all about completely me. <laughs> completely me. You know, like really become who you really are. Who you are truly, truly born to be. The pure you. And and you know, I'm working on a book right now, and and it's amazing that you say that. Um, I say I I call it the fourth step to release every trauma. Four steps. And the final step, I'm going to share the final step, is release. Ah. The final step is R, and which is the stage of release. Yeah. Many times that is the stage that we don't go through as human beings, right? We, we go through every other thing. We know who hurts us. We know how we get hurt sometimes. And I mean, there are people who go through hurts, who get hurt, and they don't really, they, can, they, can, they have not been able to articulate and, of course, understand what the trauma is. And not only that, embrace it, because that has to be that stage of embracing it, own it, and then finally, which is the stage that I think many don't enter into, and that's where we get stuck, releasing it. I think there has, I always think there has to be enough love present, and, and you can't, a lot of the people, myself included, I think it's a, everything I think is common, common to all of us, just different, different twerks on it. So when the, you say embrace it, I go, oh my God, myself, yeah. you know, five, ten years ago, I'd yeah. say, no way, are you kidding me? I had a friend <laughs> tell me that. Are you, I don't want to embrace it. Why would I embrace it? What does that mean? I'm not about to do that. Yeah. And the majority, first off, they're judged. They have belief systems about right, wrong. Yeah. Say this, a, a woman who's been uh, abused sexually yep. and young would maybe have a... a an ugliness about herself, maybe seek purity or continually be cleaning things around the house and everything's got to be perfect all the time. And yep. and, and a guy like me trying to help her out might yep. push her over the edge. Absolutely. And so she's, you know, maybe experiencing that continually with every man yep. that she meets. One girl I know that I was, you know, a healer for, she uh, turned gay because of it. And, you know, that was, you know, and I have no judgment on that or anything, actually. Yep. If, oh, I, actually, that's not true. I have a lot of judgments, and I'm trying to release every one of them. There you go. I, I, and that is the, see, so no, that's the point of embracing it. Knowing, you know, I think, I think that is 90% of the job is you being able to organize, recognize this is where I'm at. Because you first have to realize this is where I'm at. And then you can know where you're going. You can project, okay, how do I get where I'm going from where I'm at? But you can't get there until you're here. Like you have to be here in the present and be able to honestly embrace where you are and to understand where you're going. So for me, I'll be asking you some questions here. You'll probably answer them without asking a question. But. And there's nothing wrong with that, so don't, don't feel bad because I think that's the stage we all have to come to. We really have to really get there. And, and that is the pure state, really. I see. Another word for this release is forgiveness, and in Aramaic, yep. in Aramaic's uh, language, that does not mean I forgive you. Yep. It means that what's in me, that pattern, Here you go. I release it, there and, you go. and then I don't have to repeat it. 
because it repeats and it repeats and it repeats yep. until I do. Until I so there's a negative motivator to go ahead and face it and embrace it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you still, I couldn't do it. I had military drama traumas, mm-hmm. okay, and PTSD, and got tortured and hung upside down and mm-hmm. burned all kinds of things. And then I couldn't. And my the two things I healed two years ago in the summer, I was only able to face those two things mm-hmm. to release. But I needed a group, and I needed to progress for 20 years. I knew the techniques. I knew another friend has a similar to you, and yeah. and I went to a center, and I went there to to release. And so, but it took two and a half days. I never cried when my father died, and mm-hmm. I could not express it. And I got I was a kid who was stretchy and mm-hmm. soft and sensitive, and I became somebody who was. Played football, hit hard, yep. got tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. Didn't cry for over 20 years. Hmm. And so people were like me because I was tough, so I got tougher. <laughs> and then the military. Yep. Yep. So that was one. I had to bring that up, and I cried yep. and choked and cried all evening and then went through the night and then into the next day or half a day to release the feelings that I had suppressed into my body, into my muscular tensions, and my toughness and hardness like armor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting softer all the time now. Absolutely. So then the military one, um, where I had won a war game, mm-hmm. and I was I had, uh, against officer candidates, and mm-hmm. I had been an officer candidate, but I went in and snuck in and become into their CP command post and right. and in this game eliminated everybody that was in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they say they go to the real captain and they say, Captain, who's teaching it, he's a real real captain, they say, What do we do? And they wake him up and he says, You're gonna be officers in Vietnam. Make your own decision. So they don't know what to do. The right thing to do, mm-hmm. honorable thing to do in my opinion, would have been say, Okay, you we lost, you won, we start the game over. Okay. Yeah. How simple is that? Yeah. Out of fear, stupidity, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> That's a judgment. Yeah. <laughs> My judgment yeah. against yeah. them. And so I have to release that one. <laughs> they all jumped on me. Like, yeah. if you have 10 people on your way, two, 200 pounds each or 150, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. So I ended up hanging upside down from a tree. And every time our guys attacked, they threw a tear gas grenade. First, they tortured me by pulling on comma wire, yeah. cutting the blood off of my hands and feet, mm-hmm. and hanging upside down for two or three hours. And then this tear gas grenade burning, searing. I mean, one will clear a building, but when it's burning <laughs> right under your face, a foot. Now, I couldn't even talk about this three years ago, four mm-hmm. years ago, right? Now I'm smiling and laughing, talking about the same thing that happened. And that's so a sign that, of healing right there. You got it. So that pattern. So eventually yes, you can talk about the stuff mm-hmm. that would make you avoid everything, yeah. hate everybody. Yeah. And I used to be really upset that my judgment was these guys took oaths not to torture, much less their officers. You know, these men are supposed to have honor. What happened to honor? And then what was really funny afterwards, um, so anyway, I finally got out and I did some things. But when I went after the problem, I went to the um, medical facility and the guy was sitting there and he says, what are you here for? I said something and he says, I said, what are you here for? He says, my glasses, some crazy guy broke my glasses with a rifle, but he wow. was the guy that was torturing me. 
and he was just kind of like a willy-nilly guy, and he had no idea what he was doing to another human being. Hmm. You know, it's like, good Lord. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it took, uh, I don't know, I might have, I can feel uh, some uneasiness in, in the solar plexus and the heart. Mm -hmm. So I would think I have maybe 5 10% of that trauma unforgiven still. Why talking so, about this? Yeah, so okay. while I'm talking about it, an important key factor for any one of us in any of this is mm -hmm. to breathe because right. we all held our breath mm -hmm. during any trauma. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to feel you tighten the musculature Absolutely. and you stop breathing. So you quit life. So I'm going to start breathing through this now, and that will continue to heal me. Absolutely. So it's your turn to talk so and, I can and, breathe. And you are amazing. <laughs> you know, you, you hit you, you on two things that is really very, very important, and, and, and I want us to really dig a little deeper into those two, two aspects of releasing or getting healed or tapping into our spiritual self or tapping into our soul or clearing our mind and becoming the pure us that we really really are are becoming completely who we are and the first one is you know you talk about you being a very tough person like right you know hard. and 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 that became what i would call your your drug because so many times the image that we present to the world can become our own downfall because that image is what is being praised right that image is what is being complimented that is the image that people people Tell us, oh, good job for. Yeah. And we know deep within yourself, this is this image is also a barrier to who I'm really supposed to be and deep within ourselves, you know. And how do you reconcile that? How do you how do you break out from that to to really get in sync with with uh with who you truly are? Who I truly am. Um somehow I lost the question, but uh, <laughs> back when I I consider that we have different aspects of ourselves, like uh, our soul and our soul can be connected to the soul of the whole universe. And so if we let go of our mind and breathe and balance and meditate and pray or enjoy nature or whatever, we can let go of the belief systems, right, wrong, good, bad, that we have temporarily. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, is a beautiful state and and lo looking at a sunset mm -hmm. can be that you know it's like a meditation of just whatever you love your dog your cat petting yeah. it right so that brings you into love or you can think of anything that brings love present for you right and you can attune to that vibration just by thinking of that thing anytime you want but that other self that's damaged that part of me that's damaged that mm -hmm. level it's damaged within my belief systems or my programmings about right. that that's wrong, that's unjust, yeah. it shouldn't happen. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So how do I integrate that? Um, I just keep letting, you know, breathing through and or expressing the emotions that I stuffed in my body because I, I made hard muscle mm -hmm. out of it. And mm -hmm. that muscle got me where when I got out of the army, I went down to touch my toes. I used to be able when I was a kid to chew on my toes <laughs> and then I'm do three years in the service and I come out and I go to touch my toes and I was about a foot and a half. I was just below my knees. Just right. that's it. Right. My body wouldn't go any further. Right. It was so tight. Right. And then I went to a rolfer and I got free of tremendous bindings in my body, mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. There's no real separation. And that's the key point. You know, it's like, if you you have an expression here 
on earth of your human self, mm -hmm. call it ego, mm -hmm. it's individualized. It's separate from the whole that you're joined to. The, but you're both. You're part of all there is. Yeah. And you're also an individual person. If you get caught in and, and lose that you're an individual person, and here's the worst case scenario that we all get, if you learn the earth language of you made me mad. Yep. You hurt me. Yep. As long as you're blaming yep. another person, yep. you've lost your power, you've Absolutely. lost your control. Absolutely. So as long as I blame Absolutely. those guys, or if I hold anybody to blame and I don't release what's inside me and let go of my judgment of them. Absolutely. You know, they're just doing the best they can. I'm doing the best I can. Absolutely. If they're injuring people, they were injured. Absolutely. If they were fierce and hard they had, did it for a purpose why absolutely. did i become hard absolutely. i never intentionally hurt anybody absolutely people did like it just because i was that tough absolutely <laughs> yeah. so I, i'm glad you really say that uh you see mercy and judgment are two are perpendicular to each other and, and that's and i always say that you can have mercy and judgment you know like mercy is here on the right and judgment is on the left and whenever you are passing judgment, you are avoiding mercy. And mercy is what brings you out of judgment. And it's almost like when you are in a seat of judgment, you're judging the other person, or you're judging the situation, or you're judging the circumstances, then you block yourself from the inspiration to receive mercy to overcome that situation. Mercy is that inspiration, is that thought, is that idea. It comes in the form of inspiration, in the form of idea, in the form of grace, in the form of way out. You know, and whenever we are in judgment, whether about a situation, about a case, about someone, what we're doing is we're driving ourselves far away from mercy because those two things are perpendicular. They never meet, you know, and, and, and it's important for us to, it's a journey. I think it's a journey that we all are traveling and we get we get better at it on a daily basis. You know, once uh, as we become more conscious of that, mercy and judgment are always perpendicular. You know, wherever you are, you are absorbing mercy, if you want mercy, you want inspiration way out in any situation and circumstance, then f move away from the judgment of the same, of the judgment or the pointing of finger of whoever it is that is involved in the circumstance or in the situation. Because when you avoid that, then you are drifting away to the other side, which is the side of mercy. And that is where solution comes. That is where inspiration comes. That's where idea comes. That's where way out comes. That's where help comes. You know, and, and that's very, very important. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I forgot to actually forgot to introduce myself. I, my name is Patrick McGann. <laughs> I, I have a degree in na na naturopathy, postgraduate degree. I've had about 50 years in the medical field. And I started out once I got rough, then I thought that was phenomenal to take a body that was all warped and full of negative emotions and straighten it out and make it free again. Yeah. So that's what I started to do. I ended up doing it intuitively on my own without going to that particular school. Uh -huh. I went to another 80 different, um, what I say, schools and uh -huh. you know got degrees in 80 different types of techniques. Uh -huh. But I've set them aside um, because they, when I do that, whenever I take a course or I, then that, seems to draw people like if i take one on low back pain mm -hmm. then it draws people low back right then if i start working on them and relieving it there you go what happens is that if i just go by the book of what i just learned that's past learning mm -hmm. that's a good amount of great knowledge but it doesn't 
allow me to tune in and just go with the flow. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. And let the universe tell me what to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So that's where the miracles always come. It's just through just being there with love for the person, care for the person, and just letting it happen. So I always had. So I'm a person who went decided to go more intuitive. I have a supposedly way high IQ, but yeah, um, it's mostly an abstract reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just have been throwing away most of my linear knowledge yeah. to get it out of my way. Now I'm bringing it back. It's very important stuff too. Absolutely. It's all good. It's like a, a figure eight, you know, going back and forth and using both. Yeah. But I just felt blocked by that. And um, going, so there's the introduction, but on the uh, grace to come to, what was the word you used for it? I said, I said grace, ideas, inspiration, solution is on the side of mercy. Mercy, mercy, right. mercy. It's on the side of mercy, yes. <laughs> and I was thinking, are you having mercy from the viewpoint, like if right. you hold somebody responsible for your problems, right? then do you give them mercy? Right. But the truth is, if you do, you, if you're giving yourself mercy, right. it's one thing. Yeah. So if I if I judge anybody negatively, yeah. and I say, you or I hate something. Now I hated war for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I say that right away. My body doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. If I say I hate hate, so I hated hate. Mm -hmm. I hated people hurting each other in high school. I hated kids picking on each other. You can hear that negative tone in my voice, right? right. So there's some of that human self still in me, right? Mm -hmm. No matter how much forgiveness I've done on that. But it was two and a half years ago. I was looking forward to getting in a wheelchair. And in a few years, getting wow. my feet cut off for lack of blood flow down there. Hmm. And some neurological problems, too. And I got a machine, an electromagnetic field um, machine called Beamer, and it sends out messages, because we're all made out of energy, so yep. to every cell in the body, there's a frequency. So it tells the cells, the epithelial cells inside your microcirculation to produce um, nitric oxide, which moves the blood. So wherever we have a bad feeling, right? So that's a big problem in the human body. Yep, is it that is. whatever, whatever we have a negative feeling, mm -hmm. we cut off the blood flow to an area of our body that has to do with that emotion that we are either repetitively expressing or inhibiting and stuffing in and making hard muscle that's tight that cuts off blood flow, and that affects, and that's true whether it's acupuncture, chiropractic. Medical, it's all about flow. So yeah. it's nerve flow, blood flow, lymphatic flow, emotional flow. And emotions are energy and motion, should be. If they're not, if they don't flow and we stuff them and we don't resolve the negative ones, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so to, to release those negative emotions and then release the judgment, sometimes you need to bring it up as it is mm -hmm. and bring it to the light, Yeah. look at it, that's Absolutely. all that means, you know, if you're willing to look at it. And then Absolutely. go ahead and express it, yep. and then do the work of releasing it. And then more and more, I know you will help everybody to do that. Absolutely, no, that's, that's uh, I, I mean, I enjoy doing that. Not only do I do it for others, I do it for myself on a daily basis. And again, this is a growth path. We're all getting there. We, yeah. we, we, we get improved on a daily basis. No one is there yet. If everyone, if everyone is there no, yet. No, no way. Then we, I mean, the only <laughs> You wouldn't be here physically. You won't be here physically. Right. You know, you, know uh, you won't be here physically if you're there. If you've really perfected it and you're really, really there, then you, you shouldn't be here. There, there is no need for it. I think we're, we're all on that journey. And I think I, I want to talk about what you uh, go deeper on what you just mentioned about talking about it. 
you know, talking about it, talking it about it, bringing it out. Uh, and I think I want us to dive a little deeper into that because you mentioned something as you were talking about war, you were talking about uh, in your solar plexus, you felt something talking about your, your experience while you were in the army. And you say you feel a little bit of, you know, you gave it a percentage, a little bit of right, something right. in your solar plexus, yeah. a 10% in your solar plexus. Yeah. I always try to quantify. <laughs> <laughs> that's the scientific part of you. But that's all right. We all need that too. You know, so, um, and so my question is, how do you positively talk about something that is negative? You and I think that is you the fine line. You don't. That, that's, that's, that's suppression in itself. We try to do that. We try to be yeah. good. We try to talk about it. And as I said, bring it up as it is. Bring it up with the judgment that is. Yeah. And another key factor for me, now I'm not saying anything I'm saying is true. It's mm -hmm. true for me right. now. And then I'm investigating and I'm investigating this perspective. Yeah. We all have different perspectives. And so mine and mine may help you. Ben, Benjamin's may help you. I don't know <laughs> which one or somebody else or you may help us by yeah. your perspective. Um, Ask the question again. I lost track. So, so how do you? So, see, so we're, we're talking about okay, talking bringing about it, it right? up, bringing it up. Yeah, the how negative. do you positively talk about? You yeah. know, how do you? Or maybe let me say, how can you, in a healthy way, talk about something that is negative in a healthy way? You know, because again, for me, yeah. it's all about vibration. We human beings, like you say, we're energy, right? It's the vibration, the energy you vibe, the energy you exude. When you talk about what you talk about, I think that is very important. And that is the meter. And I think that's the meter we all need to be very sensitive to. How are you feeling about what you're talking about? How are you feeling about it? What, what kind of charge are you feeling in your body talking about it? And I think that is how you can talk about it to... to you may teach me something new, but these are my <laughs> present perspectives. <laughs> if you're bringing it up as it is, then you can fully bring it up. Okay. If you're bringing it up how you have been programmed right. in your belief systems and in your programs, then you're loving yourself enough or uh -huh. there's enough group love, like a, a center or a group yeah. that will stand in love, meaning right. neutral, no judgment. Right. And they'll just be there for you, listen to you, and not judge you, and they'll care for you. They may put a hand on you. Yeah. They may just listen, whatever. But if there's enough love present, you can bring it up. Yeah. If they think you're supposed to bring it up nice, can you bring it up? You're cutting it down. Yeah. So I would say bring it up the way it is first. Recognize mm -hmm. the way you see it. That's how you see it. That's how I am. You know, mm -hmm. when I judge those guys with <laughs> jump me, mm -hmm. what they did, uh, I didn't have a good yeah. <laughs> positive yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. So would I bring it up in positive? I can't. Yeah. But would I bring it up fully? No. My father's death, that I have a viewpoint when I was a child, that I have now about death, that it's mm -hmm. just a transition. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I was brought up a particular way. There you go. I lost my father instantaneously, and I was looking forward. Mm -hmm. I was mad because I was really expecting to spend time with my father. I was the next child mm -hmm. to go spend time with him and travel with him and work with him, and it didn't happen, and I was very upset. Mm -hmm. I was a child, so it has to be brought up the way I saw it then, yeah, you know, and let it go, let all that pain go that I'd suppressed. Now, if somebody dies, you know, it's like there's a side of me that's human that has belief systems, yeah. and I'm going to miss them, I'm going to mourn them, right? But I can look at that sunset that yeah. was so beautiful tonight and say, "There you go." That's, you see, that's where you, they're you, going. You nailed it right there, and I think that is the dividing line. You know, is the perpetuation of the vibration. 
you know, I call it the perpetuation. It's almost like you, you find a man in the mold, right? Someone is in the mold and you lift the person out of that mold. What is the next common sense thing to do? They're all muddy now. They're all covered with mud. You can't even recognize where it is. Wash off. There you go. And that is what we don't do. We don't do the next step, which is the washing off. We keep we keep in that mud, right? We, we, since we, since, we, we're, all, since <laughs> we're all afraid to face it, yeah, you <laughs> know. this concept is a really good one to, you know, you we know. had we had that face it by fear because it keeps happening again. And there again you go. Again. But, yeah, you know, and this is how I, I'm not, I'm not happy about life. Right. Well, that's permanent until you let it go. You know? There you go. If you want to feel better, you got to And that is the release go. concept. But that thing about taking, you know, washing off. Uh-huh. I mean, I love showers. I love baths. Right. Now, I'm going to have that concept to my healing on, you know, psycho-emotional, and we could say spiritual, mental level. Yeah. All those levels, I'm washing it off. Yes, sir. So it's like Absolutely. bathing in the light. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then... The knowledge that you can switch your frequencies to just you think, you go look at a sunset, you listen to beautiful music, Mm -hmm. you listen to good things, you can switch to that. You don't have to stay in junky stuff unless you think you're supposed to. A lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. I mean, you you said it perfectly. It's the perpetuation of it. It's, okay, now, yeah, I recognize this is the situation. I recognize this is what it is. I embrace it. This is what it is. But I'm going to transition to the washing off, right? So then I'm going to shine the light. I'm going to light the light, the best part of me, shine in the midst of that recognition. And that is where the release comes. And many times we get stuck in that mold. We still get muddy. Yeah, we're out of the mold, but we still get muddy. We keep we perpetuate in that muddy state, yeah. <laughs> and, and that is the and that is the unhealthy way, right? Yeah, and that and because once you continue in that mold, imagine a man, someone that's muddy, walking on the street. Everyone will be running away from them, and we carry. And that's what the baggage is all about, really. We carry that baggage all around, and walking on the street, walking everywhere with that baggage. We're all muddy. Yeah, we out of that mud now let's jump onto the next step and wash the mud off and just release it and get cleaned back again and that's possible absolutely possible <laughs> absolutely and I, and I think that is the balance that we are uh, we need to create this is this is uh this has been very i think wonderful. the way we were when we were when we were little babies and and children loving and playing and having joy mm-hmm. i think that's what we're supposed to be doing absolutely and it is our job to release all this junk so we can be there and so everything can go up. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it, it is, it's almost like frequency, you know. I, 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 it, if you tune into 96.7 or 95.7, don't expect, and 95.7 is a country music station. Mm-hmm. And say 100.3 is a rap music station. Uh-huh. If you want to listen to rap, then 95.7 is not where you need to turn. You'll point to 100.3, right? right. How do you want to feel? What outcome do you want? Then tune into that frequency. Right. Tune into that frequency. You know, and, and I know we are going to continue to, uh, to have this discussion to really literally break it down. How do we change our frequency to what the outcome that we really want to see? And I think... Uh, Gratefulness. <laughs> appreciation. There is a lot of them. There is a lot of them. I mean, like, long list of those things. And I think is that awareness uh, that we need to bring ourselves into. Just a little bit of an awareness, a little bit of, okay, I'm a winner. I'm in the moment. And this is what's happening. This, this is new for me. So 
my my impulse, strong impulse to help people, yeah. makes me want to not just go over things mm-hmm. and concepts because I know it's stirring things up for people. Perhaps yeah. a few people get some breakthrough, yeah, and or makes them more ready for a breakthrough. Yeah. I think that was my mode inside tonight to mm-hmm. help people to get ready to a, allow a release of junk and hell inside and you know outside and then go to more happiness and joy yeah and health you know just plain health but um do people get to call in and ask questions uh no we do uh, this is not uh is there a way uh, that they can send questions send messages yes uh, and then we this. can answer them in the absolutely. next sessions right? absolutely okay yes. that that would be pretty yes neat. yes we do we do have and then a, that those that individual happen. people can and then that'll help everybody too absolutely yes Yes. So yeah, this this is this is this is uh, really great, and I think uh, once we understand those basic fundamentals, is it's, it's little keys that open great doors, right? Mm-hmm. Little key, yeah. a little tiny door. We key, we open a very big door, and I think once we start paying attention to this very little nuggets, uh, we can transition into exactly what we truly are. So before we leave, you're a healer, and you're. Absolutely, I can testify to that. You are an ergonomic expert, right? Yeah. I, I want to talk about the body aspect here. Wow. Give us, give us some tips as oh. far as some ergonomic tips that our listeners today can practice on a daily basis uh, to improve. Because again, structure and function. The structure right. determines the function. The, the structure, structure, structure and function are one. Uh, yeah. And so, um, while I was helping other people, I kept a belly to repress emotions mm-hmm. that I grew through, you know, having a really difficult time for a while. Um, so for me and for anybody who's angry, depressed, or a worker who works physically, mm-hmm. who reaches forward of their body, there's what's called center line. I'll explain that in a minute. So if you're reaching forward to wash the dishes, if you're reaching forward to sweep the floor, if you're reaching forward, especially if you're doing tile work or floor work, Right. You get a round kyphotic curve. That's your upper back. It gets rounder. Your head gets pitched forward. And it could be just interest in life, or you could be tall and not want to be aloof. So you put your head forward and down to be with people more. So you have a lot of reasons for knocking yourself off your own center. What's your own center? Your center, let's explain it like um, hopefully um, people know what a pup tent is, where you have mm-hmm. one stake up the center straight and gravity straight line up vertical like uh-huh. an antenna and then two ropes to the side so we're going to look at the front and the back of your body the front of your body is one of those ropes right and the back of your body and your back is the other uh-huh. so the back muscles are getting longer right and stronger and stronger and stronger you go to massage therapist and you get the back rubbed and it opens up energy you feel great uh-huh. but you're still curved forward and your head's forward uh-huh. so you get worse again and the main you know, like the vertebrae can't take that forever. So eventually you're going to blow a disc and hurt a nerve and, you know, get pain. So how can you resolve that? Well, <laughs> the front, whatever's concave or too short in the body, you simply lengthen it. So you want to lengthen the front. So to do that, um, one way to do that is to, like, just reach up and look up and let your arms go out to the sides and breathe in when you're going up and breathe out and relax when you're going down. And then do it maybe three times. You could do it while we're here, but don't put your head back too far. All this is about ergonomics is economy of force. Ergs is energy and economy, economics, right? So you want to do everything with least effort. This particular methodology 
that I teach and I'm teaching now is absolute least effort at all times. Keep that in mind in everything you do in life. But in this posturing, you should be balanced. I should be balanced and I'm not on mm -hmm. the center of my bones. If I drop a plumb bob on the side, it should go through the little fontanelle on my head that mm -hmm. was a hole when I was a baby. Then it right. should go and cut my atlas right in the body of the atlas, cut it, split it in half. Mm -hmm. Then it should happen at the sacrum, and they should line up, and then through the center of the knee and through the center of the ankle. But all of us are forward with that center line when we're workers. Some people stand up straight and tall, a few. <laughs> I mean, a lot of us. Yeah. Anybody has a negative emotion is going to... Uh, Depression, they're going to drop their chest down and go yeah. forward and head forward. Yeah. Anger, they're going to tighten up their muscles and go forward ready to fight. Yeah. Uh, all those emotions. So you have emotional reasons and work reasons. Either way, you want to lengthen from the belly button up through the chin by just simply taking your hands up, cross your heart up, look up, reach up. Breathe in, and that breathing in, as you're breathing in, I didn't tell you early enough, if you breathe in, <laughs> then you breathe out as you go down, let's do it again. Starting at the belly button area, just blow. Touching your own body, loving and caring for it, and knocking your chin up gently. Breathing in, and as you breathe in, you'll feel more tension inside. And then as you breathe out, let go of it. And your bag's of water. Oh my. But, and you animate these bags of water. I mean, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at this. <laughs> That's muscle, right? But that is what? Bags of water. Right? Yeah. So if you can deanimate yourself yeah. and relax like jog, uh, mm -hmm. and breathe out through your mouth because emotions should have come out your mouth. Yeah. Expression should have come out your mouth and everything you inhibited didn't. Yeah. So it didn't come out my eyes and it didn't come out my mouth for way over 20 years. Right. And most of the things haven't come out my mouth, period, yeah. <laughs> except for through breathing. So when you breathe, you have a neurofeedback, yeah. just same as if you were hooked up to an um, e-meter or a, a, what's that called, lie detector or a skin mm -hmm. resistance meter. Mm -hmm. You have the same for that machine that would cost you a lot of money yeah. and a counselor. As you breathe in deeply, you can feel that press against the stress. Mm -hmm. So now you're in touch with it. So now let it go as you breathe out in the gravity. The other thing is, uh, when you go to sit in a chair, um, first sit all, when you sit down, don't sit short of the back of the chair. Sit all the way back, because if you sit short, you can't move back easily. You have to get up again to do it. Right. But if you sit at the back, to begin with, you can slide your buttocks forward very easily to comfort. Yeah. Now we don't want to do posturing where you tighten muscles to posture. Right. It's 1950 insanity. Right. Okay. So your work, your muscles were working hard. Now you're using your tight muscles to try to lift your chest up and get tight and tough. Right. And yeah. Lift your head up. Right. Now, any posturing of that, please let go of it. This is yeah. totally effortless. So all we're doing is releasing the binds. Yeah. These binds happen because we either work too hard and too fast too long or even just wash the dishes or because we were traumatized and we're angry or or depressed so you release it release the front is your key factor and then after you release in this let's do the motion one more time we got a couple of additions so we're reaching up we're letting out letting out now let the shoulders down leave letting the head looking down. up looking you're up. looking up now slowly stack your vertebra up from the base of your neck 
until you feel the best comfort this way at this level where your head is balanced at this level okay now if you do that three times it'll change the balance will change so it's up to you if you want to take three minutes you can get outside of a car you can get in a car let's say you get out and you're you know need to you just look up at the sky and stretch front of your chest and walk off you'll yeah. you'll be better but in the car you can do what we we're just talking about you sit down and when you're reaching for the steering wheel a long way away mm -hmm. it's rounding your shoulders and pitching your head forward mm -hmm. so you move that steering wheel back or you move towards the steering wheel you tilt that thing down and you use 10 and 2 for control and tight traffic and if you're cruising get relaxed and go to the bottom be ready to go to the top but relax so now you not reaching for the steering wheel too far, using rounded shoulders, making rounded right. back, pushing your head forward off balance. And in that position, you won't be able to think as well, feel as well, look yeah. as well. You can do this for beauty. Let me give you motivation. Yeah. <laughs> My face, <laughs> if you do this for yourself, your face yeah. will look so much better yeah. every year. Yeah. And if you don't, you lean forward and down, and you're gonna <laughs> get uglier. So, so like, then, you can move the seat forward and backward to make sure your feet aren't reaching too far. You can do it for the steering wheel so you're not reaching too far. And then if the seat balances on the bottom, do the bottom of the seat. And this is an ergonomic chair for your computer too. Uh -huh. So do the bottom, the up and down, the tilt. And then the very important part that correlates to what we've been talking about is the back of the chair. Right. So the back of the chair usually has a lock on it and an ergonomic chair. And in a car, it has a lever where you can click it or you can electrically move it back and forth. So you want to move back to comfort. Uh -huh. So if you've been working hard and you're down and forward or you're emotionally down and forward and locked, now I call that set position. I'm making it set by tightening now. Now to try to get up from the curved position to center is hard work and you'll never get a good one. But if you go back behind center, right. release the front and then relax your shoulders down and then relax your head to balance you'll come up really high and really straight the supreme ergonomics happens there with atlas being balanced you need a base for the base of your neck is your right. shoulders if they're forward you don't have a base right once you have that you have a base for your atlas to hold you up and that and that base is different for everyone and i and i, I think right. that is the point that i really really gained uh when you took me through that uh okay. that process uh and you uh you know you showed me the everybody okay, yeah let, every, everybody is different so you, you just know? let me give you the key point <laughs> you have to find what color rates to okay to your so what you do is yeah. you go back to comfort right okay if your head's balanced fairly well yeah to whatever degree i had a guy three or four inches of, but he felt better right you know so if you're comfortable you'll start to release crappy feelings negative emotions yeah. tiredness i had this fellow that was a tile worker and he's in, like in his 70s and his back is the most kyphotic curve like a basketball you ever saw mm -hmm. <laughs> never let go of it once yeah but we did that three times in the car with the seat leaned back for his body not sitting up, pushing him forward, making the back of his body work too hard. Yeah. And he said, I said, what did you feel? And he says, I'm not tired anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I'll ask somebody else if we get, now here's how you refine it. Is that parasympathetic stage, you know, where you so, really, really. So you know how a metronome down. goes back and forth across yeah. center? Yeah. Your body does too, from your ankle up. Yeah. 
But you just reverse it from the top, from any joint, you want to balance that head on the atlas, go back and forth and feel the front. When you go too far forward, your back, it's not comfortable. And you go a little too far back, it's not comfortable. Come forward and you find your center, you find your not center. somebody else's, yep. not perfect posturing, yep. not rigidity. And, and, and that's important. That's a funny word. That is very it. important because see, when you read ergonomics, see, I did, I did my dissertation, my doctoral degree, I did my dissertation in ergonomics. And I, yes, my dissertation is in ergonomics. So I, I listen to you, you know, I listen to you break down ergonomics mm -hmm. and to me i gained a lot from it even even though i did my dissertation it's supposed to be i'm supposed to have a level of expertise <laughs> right in that area <laughs> but you know and i'm like oh wow yes because many times uh, there's a you will read some literature and it will be a cookie cutter situation where okay go 95 percent a degree go 45 degree go 30 degree in this situation it's never the same it's never always the same for everyone you have to find what yeah. what is it that you are comfortable with please and that can change over time as you right, practice right, right. it can change over time if right? you keep and doing that's very it, important you'll keep if you keep doing it loving yourself enough to spend one to three minutes yeah so you know three times a day five yeah. times a day depends yeah. on your job yeah if you're a construction worker like this fellow i met last night he needs to do it when he gets in his truck moving to the next job yeah he can do it then and he needs to do it at the end of the day to release the fixated pattern or he'll just fixate like concrete by the time you're yeah. 60 yeah. but um absolutely so if you're on a computer you need to break at least once an hour yeah. at least five minutes and do it when you sit down on the computer you need to do it to start with also what was online what got me why i came back in to teach ergonomics again and take it up a level is because when i went online mm -hmm. i said ergonomics to google and it gave me this picture of a laptop computer mm -hmm. with a person staring straight there you go. forward. Because that's the, how they've been taught. <laughs> yeah. And I said, this is totally wrong. Yep. This means that yep. when, when the person looks at the majority of the screen or the center of the screen, mm -hmm. average up and down from there. There you go. They're going to have their head pitched forward and down. Yes, sir. Their neck's tight, their back's tight, mm -hmm. and they can't think as well. There's no creative thought down there. Yeah. That's a key point. Yeah. In neurolinguistic programming, when you look up is when you access creativity. That's how you get out of your, you know, programmed mind and belief systems that right. what you memorize and know. Yeah. And if you want creativity, you look up and you got it. So also when you look up, your head usually follows. Then you're in ergonomic balance on that cranium right. on Atlas, holding right. your world up. That's right. And then a lot of it, it, everything's easier. And I did it on a computer one day. Like just kept doing it, kept doing it, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like creating this, creating that, creating jokes, and creating this. Mm -hmm. Just a blast, right. you know. Right. And it's so easy. And that is the function structure thing. Function structure. Right. How you feel affects how you, uh, how you position yourself. Affects how you I feel, feel, and how you I feel, feel also affects how you position, position yourself. It's, so, it's so back and forth feedback. Right. So all day long, <laughs> as things are hitting you and your belief systems, yes, you're going to react. Yes, sir. And, it's, and your emotional reactions Absolutely. are going to pull you off center. Absolutely. And you need to let it go and go ahead and do it. Absolutely. <laughs> because Absolutely. that's life. Absolutely. If you're holding rigid about it and trying to stand up straight mm -hmm. hard against all these different reactions you have, not good. Then, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah. if you'll take and set three to maybe for a computer operator on overtime, eight times a day yeah. that you rebalance, release what you've accumulated and come to balance. Yeah.
come to enjoyment. Doesn't that feel yeah. good? Yeah, it feels great. I'm like, it feels so very good. And that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Patrick McCann. I uh, really appreciate your presence here. Definitely, this is not going to be the last time we'll be hearing from you. He's, you're going, to, I mean, you'll almost be like a co-host now, really. <laughs> uh, because uh, I think uh, you, you've, been a, you've been a wonderful blessing. Uh, we've shared so many things here today. And, and I believe that our audience have... Uh, Really had a good time, a lot of inspiration, a lot of information has passed across here. Again, uh, this is Spirit, Soul, and Body by uh, Dr. Ben Israel. And again, with me here today is Mr. Patrick. Um, if you want to reach out to us to kind of give us a, uh, ask a question or give a suggestion of what you would like to hear on this program, info at Dr. Ben Israel is the email address info at drbenisrael.com info at drbenisrael.com or you can reach me on whatsapp at 817-851-4170 817-851-4170 uh, reach out to me if you're free to text ask your questions on our next episode we'll be talking about those questions we'll be discussing those concerns we'll be uh, definitely answering anything that you have to uh, to uh, to ask about everything that we've discussed today or a suggestion about what it is that you would like us to discuss again thank you very much uh mr patrick uh, thank for you really coming in i really really appreciate you i appreciate what your calling is and i appreciate the work that you're doing and i appreciate you being exactly who you are I thank you so much for uh, being with me on this episode. I have all the same feelings, and it's very hard to express that much. <laughs> anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you, everyone. Shalom. This is Dr. Ben Israel on Spirit, Soul, and Doctor. Doctor.